Next on BYU Sports Nation, who says March is only for basketball? Bring on day one of BYU Spring Football. BYU Hoops heads to Vegas in the West Coast Conference Tournament as a three seed. Is it a good spot? Assistant basketball coach Quincy Lewis will give us his opinion. He joins us live. Can we get the man to tweet again, please? Come on, Vegas. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Monday, March 4th, wherever and however you are connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, once again teamed up with a man who is becoming a March snowbird. Jerem Jordan. Yeah, there's lots of snow on the ground right now. Uh, but you were gone for a week. Welcome back. Thank you. Yeah, it's March. It's hoops time. Let's go. Survival mode at Disneyland with three kids under seven. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no one forced you. <laughs> no, it was great. It was magical. It was magical. And I would, you cannot believe the BYU representation. Like, I always think... Okay, it's February. Like, how many BYU people are really going to be There's at nothing BYU fans love more than expansion besides wearing BYU gear at Disneyland. Like, repping at Disneyland <laughs> is a legitimate thing. There's one person who in, in, uh, embodies this more than anybody else. Those two ideas. And his name is Jason Jones. Yes, I was hoping you would go there. Yeah, absolutely. I got called always, out. Always repping the wild. I got called out by a BYU fan and said, hey! Where's your BYU gear? And I'm like, hey, my hat's in the stroller, okay? My hat's in the stroller. Don't worry. I'm I'm repping. I'm wow, repping. that's a little forceful. <laughs> uh, you're always repping the Y. Can you not wear BYU stuff? Like, it's okay. Just glad I didn't have, like, a, a pink hue or something. You're an off day like, today. Like, whatever. Well, I'm surrounded by Where's BYU your gear. BYU? Where's your BYU gear? I appreciate the passion. I don't know you. I appreciate the passion. Here's today's show lineup. (laughs) BYU basketball assistant coach Quincy Lewis was passionate on Saturday night. In fact, he was more animated than I have ever seen him in a team huddle. I'll ask him about that. He joins us in 15 minutes. Does he expect the Cougars to be full strength come Saturday? Will Gavin Baxter be back with the team? Who's the regular season and one champ? Is that a thing? Apparently. He'll be crowned in 30 minutes, and Andrea Stapleton-Johnson has jumped higher than any other woman in the NCAA this week, or this year, rather, in the high jump. She'll join us in 40 minutes. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU Spring Football opens today. The Cougars in practice number one. Starting quarterback Zach Wilson will not throw. Not a surprise. We all knew this, but he will participate in other ways. Post-practice interviews tonight on the BYU TV Sports Facebook page. Following practice around 7.45 p.m. Eastern. Jerem, who's going to be the star spring football? We'll discuss coming up. Men's Hoops finishes the regular season with an 87-73 win against San Diego at home, sweeping the season series. Yoli Childs had 29 points and 13 rebounds. Hands off to Haas. Haas back to Yo on the pick and roll. Wait, wait, and throw down. The throw down is a Yo down. Give me some of that. TJ Haas added 26 points. BYU finishes the season 19-12, and 11-5 in the West Coast Conference in a tie for second, but lost the tiebreaker to St. Mary. So BYU is the three seed in the West Coast Conference basketball tournament. The Cougars get a double bye to the quarterfinals and will play San Diego, Portland, or Santa Clara Saturday at midnight Eastern, 9 local time in Vegas. 
on ESPN2 and BYU Radio. I just want Greg Rubel to keep going. The throwdown is a yo-down at a BYU basketball hoedown. <laughs> just keep going. It's an easy <laughs> rhyme. It's an easy one. BYU women's basketball beat Santa Clara in the regular season finale 69-64 on Saturday afternoon. Sarah Hampson had a career-high 18 points. Tied her career-high with nine blocks in that win. Nice. But Paisley Johnson had the most impressive block of the game. Chance to cut into this BYU lead at 17 right now. Van Allen has her shot swatted by Paisley Johnson. Is that Zion Williamson? Who was that? The ball was partially deflated. Hey, pump fake next time. The Cougars take the two seed in the West Coast Conference Tournament. They'll play in the semifinals next Monday. Plan to travel down on Friday. BYU also remains a number nine seed in the latest bracketology, according to ESPN's Charlie Cream. And Sione Takitaki participated in the NFL Combine over the weekend in Indianapolis. The former Cougar linebacker ran a 4-6-3 40-yard dash, which was 12th among linebackers, 24 reps on the bench, a 37-inch vertical, and a 125-inch broad jump. We'll tell you how exactly he fared among his peers in a moment. All right. Jerem, all rise and shout, because it's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Who doesn't love some March football? BYU back to work in the spring without the projected starting quarterback, Zach Wilson, though he will participate in other ways as he recovers from shoulder surgery. Jerem, that opens up the door for guys like Jaron Hall. And then you look at the other guys coming back from injury, Lopini Katoa. How much will Moroni Laulupututau compete, if at all, in spring football? In fact, when you look at the whole big picture, who's going to be the spring football MVP at BYU? First off, this is the second most popular sport at BYU. (laughs) Actually, I would argue third. Uh, The football season, fall camp is number two. And then spring football. (laughs) And then basketball. Then men's basketball. And then everything else. It's not... It's not necessarily what I agree with, but it is what it is, right? Uh, I think Lopini Katoa is a front runner for the MVP of spring football. He uh, had a knee injury against New Mexico State, uh, had a tremendous game, scored four touchdowns in that game. Didn't play in the Utah game. If he plays in the Utah game, maybe he helps uh, bolster that run game. Maybe BYU wins the game. I don't know. So that was a big uh, injury. Comes back as a sophomore. He led BYU in rushing yards. Rushing average and rushing touchdowns. So Lopini Cotillo, to me, is is the front runner for MVP of spring football, if there's such a thing. I like Lopini Katoa, and I think that he is absolutely an MVP front runner. However, there will be so much attention paid to Jaron Hall. I almost feel like cool. by default, the backup quarterback of course, is yeah, going to be the spring football MVP because anything that he does that is good or it will be tweeted about. And anything bad. And true, but if he does something good, we all love the backup quarterback. We love. Well, he ain't the backup in spring. He's the starter. We loved Tanner Mangum when he was Taysom Hill's backup. We loved Christian Stewart when he was the backup. I loved him the whole time. And BYU is going to love Jaron Hall. I am excited to watch him play. As the starter in spring, but the projected backup when the real games start in the fall. Jaron Hall, to me, is the default spring football MVP just because of the attention that comes with being the BYU quarterback in any fashion. He has way more to lose than Lopini in terms of the MVP race because they're not going to actually tackle Lopini. So he'll never fumble it. We'll never actually see when he would have been tackled. So to me, that's more advantageous. Matt Bushman has won this award previously um, and recently, right? Christian Stewart won it when he technically was done playing football at BYU. Yeah, exactly. Uh, (laughs) 
Yeah, that, that was fun and weird at the same time. So, yeah, I, I'm excited to watch uh, spring football. And tonight at 745 Eastern, you can watch post-practice interviews. So first of 15 practices. Um, that's the same number you get in December before a bowl game. So hopefully BYU can continue to use these and develop a guy like Jaron Hall, who will be one play away during the season. Another name that came to mind is Zane. Maybe Joe Critchlow. Sorry, Kalani came on the show and said that Jaron and Joe are competing for that sure. spot. Okay, I'm, I'm thinking Jaron wins that out. We'll see. Maybe Joe wins it out. And he needs to say that because you want to keep Joe engaged. Right. Like, well, he doesn't have to. He could just say, hey, Joe, go earn it. Another name that comes to mind is Zane Anderson. Like, how much will Zane participate? Yeah, we, we don't know with Zane uh, Anderson and MLP as to how quickly they will, um, they will play. But this we know. They're all getting ready for a certain team at a, on a certain date in August. Countdown to the youths. 178. That is an odd one. But we got through it. When the 31-game regular season in men's hoops finish, BYU ends up tied for second. They get the three-seed in Vegas starting Saturday. Spencer, is this a good spot for BYU? Yeah, it's a good spot, and I'll tell you why with our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. This season, BYU basketball has combined 5-0 and against possible Saturday opponents in that late Saturday West Coast Conference quarterfinal. The Cougars... Beat San Diego both times, they beat Portland both times, and they beat Santa Clara the one time that they played in Provo. So, yes, I like the matchups for BYU. I would hope that BYU avoids a third matchup with San Diego because I think the Toreros are easily the best team that BYU could possibly play. I'm hoping that Santa Clara, with the added rest, having not played on Thursday, can do what they need to do on Friday and get a game with BYU on Saturday because I think BYU matches up best with the Broncos. Portland's not going to be there. It's going to be Santa yeah. Clara, San Diego. Yeah, Portland's having a, a tough season. BYU won two games by a combined 58 points over Portland. So if it was Portland, that'd be ideal, I right? like the spot. I think BYU has a great shot to play St. Mary's on Monday night. Absolutely. Santa Clara, that was a six-point game. That was a tie one. Okay, so that could be an interesting matchup. Then... Uh, uh, and Santa Clara beat San Francisco uh, nine days ago. I mean, this team's playing good ball. Everybody's beating San Francisco. Yeah. Sa- yeah. <laughs> Collapse. <laughs> uh, at large bid. <laughs> oh. uh, San Diego is the interesting one. I'm with you. That uh, BYU took care of business on Saturday. Uh, but this was a tough game in San Diego. One in which BYU came back down 14, pushed it OT, got a really nice road win. That is not the matchup I'm hoping for because there's that phrase, right? Uh, it's hard to beat a team three times. Well, it's not if you beat that three, team three times. Uh, and BYU can certainly do that. I think this is a great spot because guess what? Who's on the other side of the bracket? Gonzaga. And that was the goal. That was the goal coming down the stretch. You wanted to get the two seed. Once BYU lost to San Francisco, that probably wasn't going to happen. And BYU got the three. They avoided the four. This is as good as it could be. Thank you, San Francisco, for losing to Santa Clara, then losing to San Diego in overtime. I think Santa Clara and San Diego. And then losing to LMU. Yeah. Which kind of made it weird on Saturday night because all of the drama was taken out of that game. Right. Yet, BYU responded well, which was good. You'd think that it could be natural to kind of come out flat. Uh, no, BYU came out guns blazing. I like the three seed for BYU, all things considered. Weirdly, as bad as BYU's non-conference was, 
they didn't lose one of those weird games this right. year. We included San Francisco in the conversation there. We, in previous years, we did not. So that was the, I guess those were the two losses outside of St. Zaga, but we said St. Franzaga is yeah. now a thing. So BYU did better in that regard. They didn't lose a game they were supposed to win. Um, you could argue, you know, being up 14 at home with eight minutes to go is a game you're supposed to win. But in the end, and in the end, hey, the league is better. It's improved. Who are the top three? Who are the top three? Gonzaga, St. Mary's, BYU. It's the same thing, man. Next. It's the same thing, bro. <laughs> Rinse, and the, repeat. And I, I think the league needs to get another team in. You could argue it's better, but if you only get one team in, it's like, eh. Yeah, when San Diego is the seven seed, it's like, oh, okay, there's more parity in the middle of the conference. Sure. But in the end, how is the, how is the conference defined nationally? It's by Gonzaga. By Gonzaga, and they're and, the number and, one team in the country. And you hope you get another team in. And if you don't, was it really? does it even matter that it was improved? Jeremy, we're talking about BYU spring football along with BYU basketball, who approaches Las Vegas in the West Coast Conference Tournament. But it's not just about spring football for guys coming back to play in Provo. How about Sione Takitaki at the NFL Combine doing some work of his own in the spring? And that brings us to Big Deal, No Deal. Presented by Delta Airlines, keep climbing. Jerem, big deal, no deal. Sione Takitaki's combine results, which we just gave to you in the headlines. Oh, big deal. Big deal. Let's tell you how he did. We mentioned the numbers, but he goes 13th in the 40, tied for 6th in bench, 7th in vertical, 2nd in broad jump. Let's go! This is all among linebackers, by the way. 3-cone drill, 12th, 20-yard shuttle, 11th. Sione Takitaki... In a single day, got himself into the NFL draft. Yes. I think he might have been there anyway. But what he did there, to me, means Saturday, April 27th, he's going to go in the 6th or 7th round, probably. He's been trending in the right direction for two solid months now. Like there is, He's done everything he's really done well. He's done everything right. East-West Shrine game gets the bump up to the Senior Bowl. We told you, hey, Senior Bowl's the number one game. He, get, he yes. goes from the second-best game to the first-best or the best game. Then he gets the invite. Uh, to Indianapolis, and he performs really well. And it wasn't just getting the invite to the Senior Bowl. Then he shows up on lists from NFL scouts saying, oh, guys that impressed the most at the Senior Bowl. So he was excelling in each of these games. And then he looked great. I mean, he looked so fluid during his 40 and his defensive drills. He just looks really, really good right now. Yeah, everything's great. I'm really happy for Sione. I thought Corbin Kafusi would be BYU's best NFL prospect. Perhaps the injury late in the season um, has affected him more than we thought in terms of him being able to, one, play in these postseason games, and two, be able to go to the combine. And so he's kind of off the radar a little bit. Corbin perhaps could get drafted based on, based on uh, prospects. Um, he did go on a mission, so he's a little older. Sione did not. That perhaps could be held against him. But his frame is so unique uh, that I think he's going to get a shot. Whether that's on a practice squad or not, I think Corbin gets in. So does Sione. And BYU defensively uh, is churning out guys. Offensively, it was nice that Jamal Williams and Taysom Hill have been able to land. Jamal a draft pick, Taysom not. And we'll see if Taysom's kind of the, the heir apparent there in New Orleans. Corbin Kafusi is going to have an opportunity to make his biggest move on BYU's Pro Day. March 29th. As for on Sione, BYU TV. He has been so good. I don't know that Sione needs to do much on Pro Day a la Fred Warner last year. Yeah. Like, do a few simple things, but I don't think he needs to do all of the measurables. What, yeah, what else would he want to improve on? Like, does he want to – I wouldn't do the bench again. No, you don't need to. 24 reps. You like, don't you're need to. 40, maybe, maybe? Go 4-6-1 instead of 4-6. I don't know. Does 
two hundredths of yeah, a second. I think he has a light pro day. You? Corbin Kafusi is going to utilize that pro day and, and hopefully get himself into a late draft round projection, if not a preferred free agent contract. All like right. a preferred walk on, but now it's a yes. It's a preferred, preferred NFL. Agent. He's a PFA free agent. Yeah. <laughs> Our question of the day centering on football: Who will be BYU's spring football MVP and why? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Boyd Blackwell adds this on Facebook. The offensive line, well, collectively, start the coming season on a high. We need the Hogs. I hope they're not because I want some mitigating uh, you know, battle with the defensive line. It's hard to be and it's an hard offensive to lineman or finishing exactly, or a defensive spring. lineman. There's not as much contact, so it's hard to be that person. Yeah. Plus, they're good. Like they're good. I'm good. I don't need them. Like if they stick out, I'm gonna go. What's wrong with the defensive line? Like the pendulum swings, right? No, we all want it to be a skill position. Let's be honest, because that's they're the how, most that's entertaining just, to watch, especially works. in spring. Well, football. What if Gon Waluku has like uh, four interceptions? Okay, yeah, maybe he gets. Okay, coming up, men's hoops assistant coach Quincy Lewis joins us. Does he like the three seed? Is it time to get his second tweet? From the BYU basketball assistant coach. We're still waiting for that. We're going to challenge him next. This is BYU Sports Nation. Big Deal, No Deal. Presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. The official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU TV will have complete coverage of the West Coast Conference Basketball Championships. 12 games starting Thursday all the way through Monday from the Orleans Arena, our second home for the ninth straight year in Las Vegas, starting with BYU Sports Nation Thursday morning. Cannot wait. Live from Las Vegas, baby. Back at the Orleans, our home away from home. That's where the TV show edition of this program began. Because yes. we were on the radio for six months. And then in 2014, our first show, So our five-year anniversary is on the uh, air, around yeah. this time. On, on I think it's tomorrow. Was it March 5th? I thought it was March 5th. Maybe it is. Maybe tomorrow's hey, our five-year hey, anniversary. let's go. We got a huge party planned, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't even know the, the date. The Studio Orleans. Yeah, we are exactly. live in Studio B today with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Listen to BYUSN On Demand, downloading the podcast. You can watch the show at BYUSN.com whenever, wherever, and however you want. Our question of the day. Who will be the BYU football spring MVP and why? At Ames Flames tweets in. Is Zane Anderson 100% healthy? If so, he's the guy. That's a, that's a question we're going to find out today. After practice, we'll ask. Moroni Lauluputitao and Zach Wilson, Z-Dub, will battle it out for MVP in the fall when they're healthy. Hashtag BYUSN. Okay. Joining us now in Studio B is BYU men's basketball assistant coach Quincy Lewis, a man who has tweeted once and we loved it so much. Perhaps a second tweet is on the way. Quincy, welcome back to Studio B. Hey, good to be here. I, I must say, five years is a little scary, you know, with the two of you together. You know, I'm yeah. not sure. I'm not sure about that. We had a redshirt year, so that's why it's five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People, the over/under was two, so yeah. 
Senior night uh, turned out to be a success for BYU. You beat San Diego. There was some drama kind of taken out of the game beforehand because San Francisco lost, so you knew you were going to be the three seed, yet your team and your guys responded well, especially for the seniors, McKay Cannon and Luke Worthington. Yeah, yeah hey, it's great for those guys. You know, yeah, I mean, they put so much time in through – you know the the practices and their leadership is great, and it's just uh, it's just great to see them go out on a note like that. You know, in front of the home crowd. USD is a tough matchup. This was a, a notable comeback win in San Diego. This was a fourteen point win. Why the difference, uh, perhaps, in margin this time around? You know what I, uh, I I like what our mindset was going in. You know, and I thought we got off to a good start. We. Uh, you know, we got down to about that 10-minute mark, and, you know, we had a little stretch. It felt a little bit like the San Francisco game, to be honest with you. But we were able to just kind of click back in uh, and uh, get control of it. And, uh, you know, they're a good team. San <laughs> Diego's a good team, you know, but a uh, good win for us. Now, I saw you, and typically you're pretty even keel. I saw you get fired up in that. I think it was the under eight timeout because you sensed that lull that happened against San Francisco. And even that lull, it happened at the same point in the Gonzaga game. You were within 11 and then the kind of the wheels fall off, but you looked at you guys and you said, this is not happening again. (laughs) This is not happening again. I like fired up Quincy. Are we going to see more of this? (laughs) If we, uh, if we do that again, you will. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was a little bit excited, you know, about, uh, you know, what I saw happening with us. And uh, you're right, you know, it felt a little bit like San Francisco. You know, the, the Gonzaga was a little different, but it was a similar type situation where you're right there in the game and you you got to focus for a two or three minute stretch right there and you'd probably be in pretty good shape. Um, but I thought we did a good job. I mean, something we addressed, you know, after that San Francisco game and we we were able to refocus. No Gavin Baxter in the game. He was sick. Um, how did that change the game plan? You know, it's tough. I mean, Gav's really been coming on, you know, and I think everybody's seen it, and he's really had an effect uh, defensively. And, uh, you know, he, he finishes some baskets around the basket that have been great for us, uh, you know, his length and athleticism. But, you know, really we have experienced guys, though, you know, with, with Luke and, uh, and and even Dalton Nixon. And then, uh, you know, really Zach Silius comes off the bench and, and just, I mean, he scored points, but really his defensive effort was tremendous. So I, I think we were just fine. And then uh, I know it's still kind of up in the air as to when Gav will get back. Obviously you play on Saturday, so you kind of have a full week here. Yeah, I, I think we're hopeful that we're going to get Gav back. Uh, you know, it's, he's been kind of going obviously through a tough, uh, tough deal here, but I think we'll get him back. Quincy Lewis, BYU basketball assistant coach, with us on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, a lot of fans are wanting to know about Jasheer Hardnett's status and, and where he stands, speaking of guys that didn't play on Saturday and have been out for a little while. Yeah, you know, I think with Jasheer, I think it's a, a little bit bigger question mark. You know, it's a little bit tougher to pinpoint than, uh, you know, with Gab, even though that's still out there. But the one thing I can say about Jasheer is he's really had a, a great attitude. I mean, you watch him on the bench, and he's, he's, he's jumping off the bench cheering for other guy, you know. And so he's, he's uh, staying engaged, and we're just uh, we're hopeful. What's this week like? Because you don't know which of the three teams you'll play, and you won't know until Friday night. A little bit unusual. A little bit unusual. Uh, we have to prepare for everybody, you know, really. And San Diego, Portland, Santa Clara. <laughs> yeah, sure. And... Uh, you know, you know, Portland is the 10 seed and has had, have had a tough year for sure. You know, but they actually have played people tough down the stretch. They were tied with San Diego last two minutes of the game. Played Santa Clara tough. So you never know. You know, you get into a tournament, you never know. You got to be prepared for everything, and we will be. And it's nice to have some time. You know, where you've got four or five days here to be ready for whoever that's going to be, uh, rather than maybe two or three. In terms of 
whether you play, and this is purely projection based on who is seeded where and, and who's expected to win, but in terms of the seven seed San Diego or the six seed Santa Clara, you only played the Broncos once. It's been a while, whereas you just played San Diego. So from a coaching perspective, who would you rather match up with? What's, what's more difficult to prepare for, the team you just played or the one that you only played one time a while back? You know what? Santa Clara's really made great improvement over the year. And I think in some ways they might be the biggest surprise in the conference. And uh, Herb has done a, a fantastic job. And they, they had a couple injuries early to some key guys, and they were able to replace them with some very good players. They're young. And so I think you look at them and say, hey, that's an up-and-coming team. Got to be ready to go for those guys. San Diego's the exact opposite. They're a very experienced team that's had some tough things with players being hurt, and they're just trying to put it all back together. But a very capable team in San Diego you know, you look at them and you say, San Diego's a seven seed, are you kidding me? You know, they're pretty a seven crazy. Seed. That's yeah. That that is that's that is. And for the players they have and everything, but they've been through some hard things. In this tournament it's interesting. Basically you want to get to Tuesday just to get a shot at Gonzaga. That's essentially what it comes down to, right? But there's also this idea because of crossing through the weekend that maybe it's good to play a Saturday quarterfinal to get ready for Monday. Would you have rather been the two, or do you like being the three to get a warm-up game, like the wild card in the NFL, right? Oh, for sure, Monday. <laughs> you know, there's Bye through Sunday. Yeah, yeah, hey, there's no question. You know, you'd like to have that, and you know, we, boy, we had you know five minutes away from having that done, but you know, you tie for second, and and that's the way it goes. Um, but St. Mary's obviously would be a tough game on that on that Monday, and uh, but we're not too concerned about Monday and Tuesday right now. BYU wraps up the season with what we are calling uh, without a weird loss or a non-St. Franzaga. We've combined those three teams this year loss, and and that is something that hasn't happened in years previous in the West Coast Conference. How are you able to avoid one of those kind of head-scratching setbacks that have been common in recent years? You know, I really like how our team was together this year and we really showed some resilience through some tough things that happened to us you know you you didn't get nick back till what nine games in the season you had the thing with just you know where he's hurt and, and we had some we had some tough things then you lose basically a couple games at the buzzer in the preseason that really could have you know helped us with other things and so i i'm really impressed with how our guys were tough tough-minded through this year and uh they were prepared for every game and you know there's a, f- a few games that you felt like we gosh dang we should have won those games should have got them um but there probably weren't any of the ones that you're talking about and perhaps your answer will be similar but let's acknowledge the eight and seven non-conference play and then 11 and five and at one point i think you guys were uh you know 11 and two or three or something um i guess what changed at the uh start of conference play to go on this run you know uh, we, we felt like we had a good team uh, you know, and the eight seven isn't where you want to be. But you look at a couple of the games. You know, UNLV, UNLV hits a hard shot. You know, and the Illinois State thing. And you said, God, we we could be ten and five. We dang it, we should be ten and five right now, but we're not. But we feel like that we are prepared to do better in the league than what our record indicates. And you know, from the outside looking in, you look at that and say, Hey, you know what? Geez, man, BYU might be eight and eight in a tough league, or you know, it could even be worse. You know, but. We ourselves felt differently about our guys, and, and obviously they, they believed they could do it as well. And when the dust settled, I think the best win of the regular season was Utah State, who just knocked off Nevada 30 in net. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah, and you, you really wouldn't have thought that at the time, you know, but it, it has turned out to be a, a really good win. And, um, but, you know, I, I, I look at our whole season, and the, really the St. Mary's game at home, I think, was maybe one of the bigger wins for us because – 
you know, you, you come out eight and seven, you think that you're better than eight and seven. Your team thinks that, your your staff thinks that, um, but you don't know that yet. And when we beat St. Mary's at home, I think it gave us a confidence that, you know what, yes, you know, we, we are a good team and we can win these games. And we're hoping for round three. Yes, we are. <laughs> Let's get to Monday. Okay, Quincy Lewis with the Sun, BYU Sports Nation, BYU basketball men's assistant coach. Um, how have you changed as a coach since you started at BYU now to this juncture? Where have you made the biggest change in, in your coaching philosophy and, and just how you approach the game? Well, I think uh, for me the, the biggest thing is you're a head coach for 12 years. You know, and uh, you come in and you work for, for Coach Rose, who's absolutely great to work with and um, treats his assistants great. And But it's still an adjustment to say, okay, what does coach need? What does he want from me? You know, and, and how can I help the program be the best? Instead of you know, when you're the head coach, you say, okay, this is what's going to happen. You know, this is how we're going to do it. Now you gotta, you kind of gotta work into all that, and so that's probably been the the biggest adjustment and maybe change that I've had to make since I came. Okay, perhaps we negotiate some kind of tweet from Vegas, depending on what shakes out. <laughs> We've done this before, but yeah, we have. We can chat in Vegas because we're gonna be there. Uh, we'll be there Wednesday evening, so. Yeah, yeah, if you need us to do anything before you get there, just let us know. We got you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right now we're sitting on one, you know, and you know it'd have to be pretty big to go two. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But, but okay. I, I could go two, just you know, because you know, I appreciate you guys. You well, know? thank you. We we appreciate. <laughs> and we uh, absolutely you too as well. appreciate yeah. you. I don't know if I can top uh, MSG, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty right. good. Quincy, it's great to have you back in Studio B. Um, have you signed our new Sailor Coog flag? Yeah, I yeah. think I am on the Sailor Coog. Okay. We say it's new. I don't know how long. Has this been yeah. up a year? Have you signed our one-year-long <laughs> Sailor Coog flag? I have no Coog idea flag. how long this. I couldn't, okay. I couldn't so tell. So your signature yeah. is on there. Yeah. Let's give you some karma. BYU Sports Nation karma for yeah. the week. If Brian was here, we'd hold hands. I had to deal with that last week. Okay. Yeah. That was awesome. You don't, you don't have to do that today. Yeah. Okay. No, thank good. You. Thank Just, you. Uh, right. Yeah, it's wireless. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks Quincy. Right. Coming up, the top-ranked high jumper in the NCAA will join us in studio. Andrea Stapleton Johnson. And we crown a regular season champion for our and one picks. I didn't know that was a thing. Neither did I, but apparently we're doing it. Wait. Find out next. Did we tie? Or did you win? Did you win? Who won? Let's go. Tomorrow, watch or listen to the season finale of BYU Basketball with Dave Rose on BYU TV and BYU Radio as Coach Rose, TJ Haas, and Yoli Childs join Gregor Bell to discuss Cougar Hoops. Reserve your seat for the show in Studio C right now on BYUCougars.com slash Rose Show. Tomorrow night, 8 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU Spring Football begins today. The Cougars in practice number one of 15 Without starting quarterback Zach Wilson at full go, he's recovering from shoulder surgery. He will not throw, but will participate in other ways. You can watch post-practice interviews to get all of the details tonight on the BYU TV Sports Facebook page following practice at approximately 7.45 p.m. Eastern time. Men's basketball finishes the regular season with an 87-73 win against San Diego at home, sweeping the season series. Yoli Childs had 29 points and 13 boards. Hands off to Haas. Haas back to Yo on the pick and roll. Wait, wait, and throw down. The throw down is a Yo down. Yeah. TJ Haas added 26 points in the win. Those guys keep combining for 50 plus. Like, it's fun, man. BYU finishes the season 19 and 12 overall, 11 and 5 in the West Coast Conference, tied for second. Lost the tiebreaker to St. Mary's, so BYU's the three seed. At least they're not the four. The Cougars get a double bye to the quarterfinals. 
Thanks, Gonzaga, in the offseason for uh, threatening to leave for that. And we'll play San Diego, Portland, or Santa Clara Saturday, midnight Eastern. This is the latest tipped BYU sporting event, I think, all year. Because midnight Eastern, football's like 821, uh-huh, uh-huh. 826 local, right? This is 9 Pacific. What if it goes to yeah, overtime? Will they play on Sunday? Stop it won't it. go three. Uh, ESPN Stop 2, it. BYU Radio, Saturday night. You know what I was thinking about? The Gonzaga to the Mountain West debacle that never was going to happen, yeah. but was absolutely well, beautifully well, played by we Gonzaga. Remember when we go down there and we had, we had Tom Homo on the show and we were talking about it? It was great. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> He's on the committee. Yeah. BYU women's basketball took care of Santa Clara in their regular season finale at the Marriott Center on Saturday. 69-64. Sarah Hampson with a career-high 18 points, tied a career-high with nine blocks in that win. But Paisley Johnson... Made probably the top defensive play of the game. Or chance to cut into this BYU lead at 17 right now. Van Allen has her shot swatted by Paisley Johnson. That one's out. That's a point for Santa Clara. The oh, wait, spike for a kill. Yeah, and I love the high five that she gives to the uh, front row of the Rock after she does that. <laughs> the ladies earn the two seed in the West Coast Conference Tournament. They'll play in the semifinals next Monday. BYU a nine seed in the latest NCAA Women's Basketball Bracketology, according to ESPN's Charlie Cream. And Sione Takitaki was in the NFL Combine over the weekend in Indianapolis. The former Cougar linebacker ran a 4-6-3-40. Twelfth among linebackers, 24 reps on the bench, 37-inch vertical. Woo! 37, he could dunk then. And a 125-inch broad jump, which was second among all linebackers. What's your broad jump? That's what I want to know About come pro day. 33 inches. <laughs> so bad. It's time for and one. Picks, predictions, and one on BYU Sports Nation. We give two picks. The first is worth two points if we get that one right. You can pick up the extra point with our second pick. Current standings or standings going into Saturday night's game for BYU against San Diego. I had a very narrow lead of 20 to 19 over Jerem. So, my friend, how'd you do on Saturday night? Two-pointer BYU will win by five plus. Swish! That was a Ken Palm cover. Because it was four. Got a little weird there at the end. Yes, it did. Uh, Luckily, BYU won by 14, so I got that one. And my N1 pick. Give me some of that. N1. Three BYU players will score in double figures. Now, only two in conference play were averaging double figures. So, BYU had four. Yuli Childs. Yep. Thank you. TJ Haas, Nick Emery, and Zacharias Selyus. So, I get three points. A full three points for Jerem Jordan. Okay. Pressure's on. Okay. My two-pointer. Whoever leads at halftime will win the game. Swish! BYU led 41-32 at half. And again, it got a little bit weird at the end. Thought, oh no, please don't let this be San Francisco part two. So I get my two-pointer. And one. Oh, you're adding a third part to that. Mm-hmm. Nice. Gavin me, me Baxter. Gavin Baxter's going to have two plus dunks, Jerem. Mm. This is what happens when you go out of town to Disneyland. And you make that second pick. Uh, no one knew he was That's true. really sick publicly. He, he didn't play. He was sick. Which, yeah. <laughs> Which takes us to our updated standings. And we are regular season co-champions, Jerem. 22 points apiece. Boo. <laughs> Who holds the tiebreaker? <laughs> I don't know. Can it's we get the, Jeff Toriel on the regular, phone? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who, who's the one seed? Yeah. Uh, who had the most uh, correct picks against Gonzaga, the number one seed in the conference? Yeah. Uh, who cares? So, <laughs> no, so we have a minimum of, you'd think, two games left. So hopefully it's like three to seven. 
Please let it be more. Yeah, yeah. I hope it's more. Absolutely. Absolutely. Please let it be more than two. Coming up, Micah Hanneman had a nice game for the Salt Lake Stallions of the AF. More in the whip. That was actually really well done. And next, Andrea, because I meant it. And next, Andrea Stapleton Johnson in studio. Could she jump over Jerem? Yeah. She, Maybe she we did should earlier this year, basically. Maybe we should stage this at some point. Calling between the lines. This is BYU Sports Nation. Jump over, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Spring Football begins tonight. As I called it, the third most popular sport at BYU. Watch post-practice interviews tonight, 745 Eastern on the BYU TV Sports Facebook page. What's the health of Zane Anderson, Moroni Laulu Pututau? How did practice one go? You'll find out tonight. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation with our question of the day. Centering on BYU Spring Football, who's going to be... The MVP of the spring and why. Nate Dunn 2 says, Jaron Hall, he agrees with me. Dude will ball out and show us how good he is despite not being number one this year. Hashtag BYUSN. So he technically got a red shirt last year. Played in four games. So he's a red shirt freshman. Uh, and he's right behind Zach. So it's, it'll be interesting to see how this goes. Plus, a reminder, he's playing baseball, if you haven't heard, which is pretty awesome. Join the conversation 24-7 on social media using the hashtag BYUSN. Joining us now in Studio B, a return guest, BYU high jumper and the number one ranked high jumper in all the land, Andrea Stapleton-Johnson. Andrea, welcome back. Hey, there. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> Let's just get this out of the way. Could you jump over Jerem Jordan? I'm six feet tall. Yes. So you, you <laughs> jumped what? what? probably like spike you in the face or something. Yeah. But. You jumped what? Six, one and a half? Six, one and a half. Yeah. It, it doesn't convert super well. 1.87 meters. meters. Yeah. 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 But yeah. How many centimeters is that yeah. though, Andrea? Uh, I mean, let's see, 187. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's an easy like, one. Honestly, like with good. meters and stuff, I'm like... It's so much easier. Well, well, yeah. Yeah, it's so much easier. Why does the rest of the world use meters and then America uses feet? I don't know. We've always wanted to be different, let's be honest. Congratulations, by the way. You're the Mountain Region Field Athlete of the Year. Um, What did that mean to you? Um, I mean, it's a great honor, for sure. It's uh, kind of funny, the title. It's like women's field... just keeps qualifying. Yeah, like Mountain yeah. Region, you know, it's just like all these names and stuff. So I'm like, I don't even know the full name of that. Well, but. you're the BYU Sports Nation Mountain Region Field Athlete of the Year as well. <laughs> there we go. The, so congratulations. Year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so you're ranked number one with someone else. Someone else tied yeah. you, right? Yeah, uh, tied. Uh, 187. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I guess, do you, do you like kind of the pressure of bringing ranked number one going oh, into NCAA gosh. indoors this weekend? I mean, I, I will say like uh, – when it comes to ranking and stuff, you know, you go to nationals and the title's up for the, up for grabs. And um, so whether you're number one or number 16 going in, like, it really doesn't matter. You know, it, you just got to leave it all at the meet. Um, it's kind of nice, though, to to be up there in the rankings, kind of know where I, I fit in, I guess. Um, but, man, I mean, I'm excited for competition. I'm excited to show what I can do. And it's interesting so. because you're ranked number one because of a single jump, correct? Yeah. As, mm-hmm. a, as opposed to, say, your average or something. Yeah. So that's unique, yeah. I guess, to track in that way. True. We don't say, Yoli Childs, you scored you know, 38, so you're the leading <laughs> yeah. whatever. We say, your average is this. Yeah. So a little different, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, and I, I would say like my average this year is definitely higher than past years. Like It's been a really solid year. 
you know. So having having six feet down consistently is pretty awesome. So you can jump over me consistently. Is what you're saying? Fairly consistently. I'm not going to bank on that, but we need to stage this. We'll just put Jeremy in some padded face uh, guards. This is what between the lines is for. No, I, no, no. I kid you not. My my sister in law actually. She uh, Melissa Stapleton. She's convinced that at like a talent show or something. She's like. I don't know, five four or something like that, and I'm gonna jump over her. Yeah. I'm like, don't don't make me do that. <laughs> like, no, in like a Please. church gym. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. There will be no Fosbury flopping over your sister. <laughs> yeah, okay. Exactly. Okay. Andrea Stapleton oh. Johnson, BYU high jumper, the number one ranked high jumper in the NCAA with us on BYU Sports Nation. What's competition like? When you get there, how does the format work? Uh, how do you deal with it mentally? Walk us through for those that, that aren't uh, familiar with uh, the kind of the high pressure stakes that are there and, and how it lays out um well first of all like because track is an individual sport you know you've got individual events and you're basically competing against yourself i would say for high jump it's all mental like i can jump really high i can jump higher than what i'm doing now but in order to do that i got to be there mentally and so um the biggest thing is is learning how to relax and to kind of open up your mind i mean Dr. Manning has a lot of good advice when it comes to this, especially because high jump such a mental sport. And, um, yeah, just being able to be in the present and focus on what you're doing in the here and now and what's going to get you over the next bar is just so important. And so in, in warm-ups, I'm thinking about, okay, i got to focus on what I'm doing right now. i got to start jumping high in warm-ups. Um, and then by the time I get to competition – I'll be ready. And then do you have the standard so. three jumps once once the competition begins? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, warm-ups are pretty chill where you can put the bar up kind of wherever and just clear it um, or not clear it, I guess. Uh, but, yeah, th- three attempts at each bar. And so it's kind of – it's high pressure for sure. <laughs> you certainly have really good coaches, but a oh, lot yeah. of this is kind of like you said, you've got to be in a good state of mind. So – for How do you sure. make sure you're in the right state of mind before you go? Since it is very oh, individual, man. I uh, well, so recently, I will say the most recent thing is I've started bouncing ideas off with uh, Coach Robbie. We all call him Robbie, but um, it's pretty awesome to have a coach there. You know, you're bouncing ideas off of each other and kind of going, "Hey, Coach, like I'm really nervous right now." Like that's been our recent thing. Like just kind of giving it over to him. I'm really nervous right now take care of that, you know? And so with a coach like that, I mean, to feel the support that he gives me and to know that he's, he's there to make me successful. It's amazing. I mean, I, I trust him with everything. So it helps a lot to have a coach like that. What are your goals with all of this, uh, both this year and then ultimately? Good question. Um, so obviously I've been chasing that record for a long time and I'm, I will get that. Like, I'm very confident um, that I'll, I'll be getting that this year. Um, and what is it? So 6'2 is, is the record, which is 188. I've literally jumped one centimeter below it. Oh, yeah. you're right there. You're right so there. I'm, I'm right there. It's it'll, a BYU it'll record. It'll just take saying. a good meet. You've cleared to, this in practice. Well, that's the thing. I'm like, cleared it in practice. At meets, I mean, I'm, I'm getting the height for it. And so, like, I'm there. It just takes clearing the bar, mm. getting over it. But, um... So I guess that's the, um, you know, the most recent goal. Um, 
And then past that, like my, my whole life, I've wanted to go to BYU, high jump. Well, not whole life, but you know what I mean. Sure, you know, like sure. uh, for a good chunk of my life, um, get the record. And then I started to realize like, hey, that's, that's going to happen this year. So what next? So, I mean, then we've got Olympic trials to think about. Um, USA's after, after, um, outdoor nationals. Um, and heck I'm like, Hey, if I start clearing, you know, six, three, any higher than that, like I'll be jumping with the big dogs. So we'll just see where it goes, you know, (laughs) good luck this weekend. I know your dad, Dave has the outdoor record at BYU, which is incredible Mm -hmm. in 1983. It was a good time to be at BYU. Uh, Let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma. Yes, and, please. Uh, could we get your signature on our, yes. on our flag? Yes. This is a different flag than the one you said oh, last is. time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we just go through the rounds, I guess. So, yeah. Good luck in Birmingham this weekend. Thank when are you, you jumping? So what day? Uh, Saturday at 1 p.m., I okay. believe. Okay. Central. Yeah, yeah. Central. Uh, is it Central time? I don't even know. I've never been to Alabama, so. Seastern <laughs> C- time. Yeah. <laughs> to <Yeah>. be determined. <laughs> Good but luck yeah. in Birmingham. Hey, thank you. Great okay, stuff. Thanks. Yeah, Coming awesome. up, the Batcats are on a roll, and Shannon Evans does what Shannon Evans does in gymnastics. She good. Plus, a mini Cosmo moment on Saturday hits our rise and shout out. This is BYU Sports Nation. Alabama Central Time, by the way. Central Time Zone. Like I said. Shout out to today's guest in Studio B, Quincy Lewis. BYU basketball assistant coach and Andrea Stapleton Johnson, the number one ranked high jumper and the Mountain Region Field Athlete of the Year, according to the USTFCCCA. That's a real organization. Yes, it is. Uh, sorry to Dennis Pitta. We ran out of time for you. Let us whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. Spring football practice begins today. Watch post-practice interviews on the BYU TV Sports Facebook page starting at 7.45 Eastern Time. Sione Takitaki participated in the NFL Combine over the weekend in Indianapolis and crushed it. The former Cougar linebacker ran a 4.63 40-yard dash, 12th among all linebackers, 24 reps on the bench, also top 10, a 37-inch vertical and a 125-inch broad jump, which was number two among all linebackers. Mike Hanneman led the Salt Lake Stallions of the AF with seven tackles in a 2011 loss to the Orlando Apollos. Men's basketball. BYU finishes the regular season with a 14-point win against San Diego at home, sweeping the season series. Cougars finish the season 19-12 overall, 11-5 in the WCC, and a tie for second place. Because of the tiebreaker, they will be the three-seed. St. Mary's is the two-seed in Las Vegas. Women's basketball. The ladies locked up the two-seed in Vegas by beating Santa Clara Saturday, 69-64. BYU gets a triple buy into the semifinals next Monday. And as of last night, ESPN's Charlie Cream still has the Cougars in his bracket as a nine-seed. Baseball. The Cougars shut out Lamar University 4-zip on Saturday, winning the series two games to one. They are now 7-3 and three on the season through 10 games. BYU hosting UVU in their home opener tomorrow night, 8 Eastern, 6 Mountain Time. Softball. BYU lost 2-1 to San Jose State, but beat Florida Gulf Coast Friday in the San Diego Classic. The Cougars' two games Saturday were canceled due to rain. Volleyball. BYU men's volleyball split the week with Stanford, losing to the Cardinal three sets to one on Saturday in Palo Alto. Davide Gardini and Gabi Garcia-Fernandez each had 13 kills in the setback. Track and field. Andrea Stapleton Johnson joined us in the last segment, and she was named the Mountain Region Women's Field Athlete of the Year.
Gymnastics. The Cougars record their highest score of the season on the road with a 196.5 and a tri-meet at George Washington in the nation's capital on Friday. Shannon Evans, first place in bars and on the floor. Hockey. Oh, BYU hockey lost 4-3 to Utah State Saturday in the qualifying game for the national tournament. Congrats on a great season, boys. Lacrosse. BYU men's lacrosse beats Simon Fraser University 13-5 on Friday. Simon Fraser had a rough week. Uh, in lacrosse. They were the ones that were decimated by Utah Valley in oh, that viral video. Yeah, yeah, the greatest lacrosse moment of all time. <laughs> and women's lacrosse defeated Utah 10-6 on Saturday. Tennis. BYU women's tennis beat UNLV 4-3 on Saturday in a comeback win. Four straight sets to close it out against the Rebels. Rugby. BYU rugby beat Arizona 22-17 Saturday. The Utah Warriors. Cougars in pro hoops. Not quite. The Utah Warriors in rugby, featuring former Cougars, lost to the New Orleans Gold on Saturday, 21-19. Or is Dramatic it NOLA? Finish. It's NOLA. NOLA. Mm. Now Cougars. Cougars in pro hoops. Brandon Davies had 22 points and two rebounds in an 81-71 Zalgiris loss to Neptunus. The entire planet uh, in Lithuania. <laughs> Today's rise and shout out for me goes to... A quartet of amazing women's volleyball players. Mary Lake, Kennedy Eschenberg, Maddie Robinson, and Heather Nighting, all from BYU, spent the weekend in Colorado Springs at open tryouts for Team USA. Goals and aspirations clearly high for four outstanding players. Great to see them in Colorado Springs. And mine goes to Aiden Adamson. Uh, He is a little fella that really loves Cosmo. Uh, He has his own little kit. He tweeted at Cosmo, and Cosmo said... A cougar always keeps his promise. So at the under-four timeout, uh, Aiden was with Cosmo in the Marriott Center getting everybody pumped. We've got turbulence, you know, going over to the rock. That was really cool. Uh, and he'll uh, hopefully remember that for the rest of his life. And if not, he'll watch this video. He also had breakdancing uh, happening in that game. Fantastic stuff. Question Love of the it. day. Who will be the BYU Spring Football MVP and why? Jim Davis on Facebook. Hopefully the strength and conditioning staff. Hashtag no injuries. Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort celebrating 50 years at Loyal to the Royal on Twitter. The equipment manager. Isn't it all about the swag? No, it's about winning. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Kalen Hall. We all know Dad's going to be watching very closely when his son, Jaron, <laughs> takes the reins as the number one quarterback of BYU Spring Football. Own it right now, baby. Be ready. Going to Vegas on Wednesday as well. Woo! Eight days at the Orleans. Love it.